It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome back. Episode 11 in three after yet another ho-hum easy victory over division rival Chiefs who, if you didn't know, I made this just a tweet about Antonio Gates and his son, Eric Berry, over the years, how he's basically dominated him. And Chiefs fans got a hold of that bad boy and everybody and their mom, it seemed like, had something to say about the Chargers having to be them since this and blah, blah, blah. And since apparently they can't read in the Midwest, they thought that I was talking about the two teams and not two two individual players. Fast forward. Exactly one day, and surprisingly, nobody responded to that tweet after all those, um, just after everything that they were saying. So I actually didn't get a chance to watch the game live. I was at a holiday party, so I I really, really wish I would have gotten on here live because I honestly might have just spent an entire hour going through and responding to everybody that's a Chiefs fan that um, just said something and just let them know a little bit how I felt. So. Maybe that was for the better. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Either way, after watching Friday, I was not surprised. Uh, Chargers were always going to win. They just like to play around, like to hang around. They like to make things interesting. And when you're literally better than any other team in the NFL, it is, I mean, you just, you want to make things as interesting and competitive since they're on TV, you know, just uh, get, keep the fans Give the fans what they want. So 
let's get into this game and kind of bounce around a little bit from there. So first, uh, what was it, like third play or whatever, Rivers has Tyrell Williams, and if he throws that, and there wasn't, there actually wasn't that much pressure on Rivers. If he just hangs in there and throws it, maybe five yards more, Tyrell is going to run away from just damn near about anybody in the NFL. So would have been a touchdown instead. And and I think maybe Chris Jones might have clipped him, but uh, and by that I mean Rivers a little bit. But Williams should have had a touchdown. Instead, he does not. And interception, underthrown ball. That's what happens when Rivers throws off his back foot. But turnover. So that's certainly not how you want to start the game against a division rival that you have not beaten since uh, 1974. But defense comes back out or defense comes out. Uh, Kansas City marches 49 yards. So they have Mahomes dead to rights. Like Bosa was very good this game. He didn't finish, but he was all over the quarterbacks. He had Mahomes. He beat his man, had Mahomes on a third and five. And I think somebody else had him. Oh, it was um, Isaac Rochelle, who actually had a really good, uh, a really good play where he ran, he literally ran over the right guard. Like it was a, it's a nice little gif I, I had up there and for flush Mahomes from the pocket from there, Mahomes turns into just like the wizard that he is and spins out of there scrambles after retreating like 10 yards and manages to find the running back wide open for six yards and a first down, man, that's, that's tough. When you have to guard for that long, that's tough to do. Um, So I I can't really blame the secondary for giving that up. It's probably on the the guys rushing the passer for not, uh, for not bringing down Mahomes. man. He's a, he's a pretty talented dude and that's pretty obvious as well. So two plays later, I think it was a, not two plays later, but oh, it was two plays later. So a lot of the same, it was almost the same situation where they have Mahomes dead to rights and he just spins out of there and finds an open receiver. Ooh, man, that was, uh, he like, so I coached defense in high school and like, those are, those are some of the most frustrating things when, when you're right, like you have everything right. You have the right call on everybody's guarded. But quarterback breaks loose, and there's just nothing that your guys – basically your guys just aren't getting the job done, whether it's they're not athletic enough or whatever it may be, um, to surrender the big play. And once a play goes on for on for more than four seconds, it's usually a, usually a good thing for the offense. So they were able to convert that into a touchdown. So they took the lead 7-0, and I'm sure after that start – Chargers fans were thinking it was going to be the same old, same old. And that's fair, man. It's just the way that, especially on the road against a very, very good team. So uh, Chargers don't do themselves any favors after just basically they didn't go three and out. They, they had five plays and they didn't score or didn't move the ball. Um, what was that? Oh, that was they ended up getting sacked. So D Ford got sacked. Uh, Dan Feeney had a tripping call um, on that play. That, uh, that KCD line came out to play. The uh, I felt like the Chargers O line has been turning the wrong way lately, and honestly, man, we haven't really talked about it too much because like the first probably first ten games of the year, uh, Mike Pouncey was balling out, man. He looked like he legit looked like one of the best centers in the NFL. Uh, the last month or so, he has not been very good. 
uh, they've tried to do some things where they basically kind of slide their protection and make sure that Pouncey is actually blocking somebody in, whether it's Feeney or Schofield, they're uncovered and they're like the quote unquote help guy. So uh, Pouncey got bull rushed a couple of times this game. He got beat for a sack. Yeah. So I don't know if there's, I honestly, you, you never want to say this, that like you never want to accuse somebody of being injured because his play has fallen off so much, but he, uh, he, he plain and simple, he just hasn't been very good lately. And they, they need him to be good. And that's, uh, that's going to be something interesting to watch especially next week and I guess the next couple of weeks because they're going to say they're going to see some uh some pretty good D lines so um the after that punt the Chiefs 10 yards 80 plays march it down again so the very first play Damian Williams who I I mean I've heard of him I know who he is but I didn't know that he was like this type this level of runner like that dude is super fast and he, uh, he broke the first play for 32 yards. Um, they, they, I mean, they made a couple other plays after that. Like Mahomes, once again, I was actually having this conversation with one of the Patriots writers. So he, like, we were just having the, the discussion of sacks versus pressures because pressures are they're a big thing, and they have been for a few years, and they matter. I'm not trying to minimize what what pressures are, but. If you just watch, if you've watched the Chargers over the course of the last few years, you understand, like, they just don't mean that much. The Chargers, the first two plays were the plays that we just talked about. The Chargers had Mahomes dead to rights. Like, they pressured him. They they basically hit him, too. But that doesn't matter because they didn't get the quarterback down. And when you don't get the quarterback down, he still has a chance to make the play. Sacks in drives. Pressures do not. And... The Chargers paid for it. If you go, there was a third down play where Mahomes was uh, Mahomes scrambled, and like they had him dead to rights again. And I think that was um, I think Ingram beat his man there. And it was a third down, and a third and two, and he was able to run, and he had quite a bit of room after he was able to escape, and he extended the drive. And if they if they're able to sack him there, the Chiefs punt, and it's seven to nothing. But Mahomes extends the drive on third down. And they are able to march down and score. So, yeah, I, I, I'm well aware of the impact like pressures can have. Like, for example, quarterback hits that lead to like interceptions and this and that. But I mean, you, you got to get sacks. And that just didn't happen at this juncture of the game. So 14-0, Chargers get the ball back. And they, like if they didn't score here, that was probably all she wrote. But they were able to score in. That was where Rivers started off with a deep 38-yard pass to Mike Williams, who, whoa, buddy, did he have a game. Welcome to the NFL, Mike Williams. They On that play, he actually had um, Tyrell running open during the middle of the field, over the middle of the field as well. So that was uh, – this game was a pretty good indicator that the Chiefs just are not very good on defense. I mean, and you already knew that, but I'm talking – busts and just guys running free all over the place that rivers might not have had time to hit him, but with, with that uh, all 22 view, you can definitely see that the chart, like Wiz was, Wiz was on point. Like he had guys, he had the right call on and he had guys running open all up and down the field. So he hits Mike Williams from there. They march, they get down into Kansas city territory. Another sack by Chris Jones, who's just a monster, man. He, uh, he has a game. He has a sack 
10 games in a row, just a ridiculous, uh, just a ridiculous streak to have. So there's a, there's a couple different things and I, I know I'm jumping around here, but on the, on the other touchdown where <clears throat> the second touchdown where the Chiefs scored, there were two wide receivers to the right and two wide receivers to the left. A die shaded the towards the side of the at free safety. A die shaded toward the wide receivers to the left. The wide receivers that he shaded away from were Travis freaking Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Naturally, Mahomes rolled out that way, and he also <clears throat> he um, he rolled out that way, and he also was late to getting to where he needed to be. So there was. If a die was probably two steps over there, he he probably makes a play, but it was incomplete. What I'm getting at is a die didn't do his job after the play was over. He was still talking shit to Hill. Like that that guy's delusion is something else, man. So I'm just getting back to the drive here. I honestly thought the run blocking, so like the pass blocking, the pass pro stuff was not very good, but there's some uh, some pretty good holes, and honestly. Tam, Sam Tevy had this one block where he just destroyed the one of the linebackers and uh, Justin Jackson was running running tough. That was good to see, man. I think they're uh, I think they're going to get <clears throat> excuse me. I think they're going to get Melvin Gordon back, so that'll be nice. We can talk about that a little later. But yeah, it was good to see. It was good that they were still able to move the ball on the ground without Gordon, without <clears throat> excuse me, without Eckler as well. So. Yeah, Justin, Justin Jackson looked uh, legit. Whether it's short passes that he was able to take for eight yards, a couple yards here and there, or just runs that he was able to break off chunks with. So uh, the Chargers were able to drive down, and on they just once they got down there, it was pretty obvious that they felt like they had a nice matchup with Mike Williams, and they did. They boy did they ever take full advantage of that. So, um, it was. They it was a moss drill essentially. They just threw it up. He had a mouse guarding him. He, whoever the guy was came up to like Mike Williams' waist level. So you'd be dumb not to throw it to him. So they threw it up to him. He ducked the ball and they, they scored. So 14 7. And not only that, they were able to get the Chiefs to go three and out following that. So that's that's how you do it, man. That I know that they are they're still behind here, but the sign of good teams or the sign of basically teams that are ready to play, they will score and then they will get a stop. That's how you know the team is good. So the Chargers were able to do that. And next play, though, um, that was – so we're getting into the drive right before the half, and this was a mammoth drive. I'm talking 15 plays, 84 yards, seven minutes gone, over seven minutes gone off the clock. And they were – so they – Started off the drive with Mike Williams again, and I think uh, I think by now, I don't remember what play it was. What and you guys, you guys would know because you watched it live. So maybe it was Allen. Allen got hurt when he dove and like had the one the one handed catch at the in the end zone. I was I wasn't too sure. Like I don't know when he left. I just remember like wait, what happened to him? So I think now is now he is gone. So. First play come out, Mike Williams, 14 yards. Uh, two plays later, Newsom breaks a Newsom breaks a run for 16 yards. Um, two plays later, it's second and 15 after yet another sack by Chris Jones, who, whether it's Dan Feeney 
Pouncy, Schofield. That guy was, oh man, he uh, he's a real deal. He's a player. So second and 15, but they're able to get a chunk play to Tyrell Williams. And on that play, Chris Jones did have a quarterback hit, which, as you know, like that, what does that matter? There should be an asterisk next to that. So he had a quarterback hit, but the offense gained 26 yards. So what value does that really have? Okay, so back to the drive. They are <clears throat> they are down on it's third and two, and Tyrell Williams able to convert five yards. He um, I believe he I want to say he fumbled, but I think he got it back. Um, so after the two minute warning, Chris Jones once again, like only Chris Jones can, sacks the quarterback. But Justin Houston was there as well. Like, the Chiefs are so like they're so so bad at defense. But the thing that keeps them in this games all the time is just their pass rush, man. That matters. Like timely pass rush matters. So uh, they're able to get a sack. And it's so look, moving on second and 10 from the Kansas city 11 rivers throws one of the most boneheaded interceptions you could possibly throw. He throws it off his back foot into the corner of the end zone for Tyrell Williams. When there's two players right there and Williams just, does, he had Tyrell has like nowhere to go. So like, there's no room at all. He's cornered in the end zone, but uh, yeah. So he just didn't make the play. Second and or sorry, fourteen to seven. At that point, they could have certainly used any sort of points right there, touchdown, field goal, anything. But we're not able to do that. And the good news is the defense had thirty-eight seconds to get a stop on the Chiefs, and might not seem like a lot, but you guys know that this Chiefs offense can go. Man, they have stars everywhere and a big-time quarterback. So the defense getting a stop at that point of the game. Four plays, 19 yards on the drive. That was big time. And that was, uh, we don't, we probably didn't talk about or acknowledge the defense enough for getting a stop right there. So um, just moving forward, just going, going through the second half or getting through the second half, that's when it, it became obvious that, man, like something, something's up with Pouncey and he was just getting beat. He was getting beat pretty bad. Mm. There was another play later in the game where Rivers actually threw uh, – and it was another bad pass. He he made up his mind what he was going to do before the before the play had even started. And I put, like, a little video of it on my timeline where it was a double move, I believe, to Travis Benjamin. The safety didn't bite at all. Like, he, like Rivers just kind of pumped, but the safety was going nowhere, and the ball actually landed right in his hands. Benji did a good job of not giving up on the play and knocking out of the safety's hands. But on that play, uh, it was third down. It was third and 10. Justin Jackson was coming out of the backfield, and he just, like, broke Daniel off. He's a rookie out of – the rookie linebacker for out of Clemson. He broke him off, and there was, like – there's probably – 20 yards of space after that. So, and he had time, but just, uh, just one of those things that Rivers tends to do. He, uh, he kind of predetermines every now and then I would say usually that's the case down the field, but they, uh, it was third down. I believe they had to punt on that drive, but coming out of the half, both teams were able to get a touchdown. They, they actually went touchdown, touchdown, punt, punt, touchdown, touchdown. So, 
Uh, neither team could really stop anybody at that point. And then that's when the uh, the Chargers were able to they, – they, they were also able to get another three and out. So the, that uh, that defense came up big. And it's weird to say that the defense came up big when you gave up 28 points. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about a team that is just ridiculously stacked. So coming out of the – coming out of the – the half, the Chiefs, 16-yard Travis Kelsey, 33 yards, deep pass to uh, Tyree Kill. And on that, that was the uh, – it was like one of those zone beaters that teams do to the Chargers. Adai actually had like a beat on the play for what – and this kills me, man. Like I, one of the most frustrating things about watching him play is that dude will never try to make a play on the ball. If you guys remember that play – He's running towards Tyreek Hill, and he if he just jumps up in the air, he has a chance. But he's so he's so like set on taking out his lower half that he doesn't even try to break up the pass. So he tackles him, sure. But if he goes up and gets it, he's probably it's a tough contested catch for Tyreek Hill. Anyways, 33 yards, nothing doing. Uh, then Mahomes throws a really nice back shoulder to uh, Kelvin Benjamin, where Davis actually had a pretty pretty solid coverage. There's just, that's one of those throws where you just can't do much about it. So, uh, Char- uh, Kenzie takes two touchdown lead, 21, four, uh, 21 to seven. So another situation where Chargers have to have points, man. You can't you can't not score when the Chiefs score. So come out. Tyrell, 17 yards. I don't know what his stat line was, but it seemed like he had some pretty timely plays. Um, and there was there were some really good anticipation throws in this game by Rivers when he was pressured as well. So that was a uh, I think that was one of them where he actually threw it like 10 yards before Tyrell even looked. And Tyrell made a nice job, made a nice play where he like slid. Um, running right by a linebacker. It was actually a lot like the Tyree Kill play, just running the other direction. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, Maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Um, Moving on from that, Newsom had a nice run to get them down into the um, in the Kansas City 20-yard line. And that's when they ran a rever- that reverse to Mike Williams, who that that play was, like, really clean. That was a really nice design. The Chargers came out in, like, a bunch formation, like a trips left, three receivers to the left, bunch. And they actually have have had really good success on, this, on that little sweep play that they run. That's where a lot of Melvin Gordon's untouched, touchdowns came from uh Eckler has had the same where they just block it so well that they can just outrun everybody so they ran a counter off of that and pulled I believe it was I don't remember if it was Feeney or Pouncey they pulled somebody with Mike Williams and he was just able to kind of run clean 
was a really nice design, and they haven't ran that yet. So they've been uh, they've been hiding that in their back pocket. That was nice to see. Um, so touchdown, 14-21, and luckily a holding penalty. And right right about now is when, like, the Chargers' D-line started to come alive. Like, Bosa was feeling it. Ingram was coming alive. And they were just getting they were just getting timely rushes from some of the guys inside, whether it was Nuosu, um, Rochelle. I really, really, really like the idea of so it would be Nuosu just going from left to right. It would be Nuosu on the outside. It would be Rochelle at D tackle. It would be Ingram at D tackle. And then it would be Bosa at DN. Like that was when they were at their best. We we actually didn't see it. I, I want to say that didn't happen for over uh, – that was probably somewhere in between five to ten snaps. But, man, I, I would love, love, love to see that a lot more moving forward because that's when they were getting their most pressure. Um, that's when they're best at it. I think they uh, – I actually don't think Bosa's too good when he rushes inside, when they move him inside. I think they should just let Ingram do that and kind of leave Bosa to just do what he does best. That way he kind of um, – he kind of has like a two-way go out there, and he's not – he doesn't have somebody to help chip him, if that makes sense. But 14-21, Chiefs have the ball back, and that's where it was third and four, and I swear that was like the first time that we saw Derwin on Kelsey, and I, and I was pretty excited about this matchup. I thought we'd see a lot more of them to those guys because, I mean, we're talking about two of the best players at their position, and if the Chargers go man coverage, like that – why wouldn't you put him on? Uh, we saw earlier in the game, whether it was Phillips, Brown. Uh, I, th- I think that's those were like the two main guys on Kelsey. They they just couldn't stick with him. And even if they, they did, it just weren't whether it was long enough or big enough to to make a play when the ball when the ball was thrown. Jane, so Kelsey ended up running like a little whip route where he just kind of fakes inside and runs back out. And Derwin just doesn't bite, doesn't fall for it at all. Makes and secures a tackle for a gain of one punt. However, Chargers don't do anything when they get the ball back. So that uh, they had a play to just get wrecked. I think a uh, pouncy got wrecked by Derek Nottie, who was a guy that the Chargers were actually in on. And he, if he was on the board during that third round, he would have been the guy. Uh, didn't happen. Oh well. And I mean, I, he's he's a better player than Justin Jones to me, but. Uh, he he wrecked he wrecked Pouncey, and then on third and ten they try to go up top to Travis Benjamin. Nothing nothing there. So it is twenty one fourteen. It is the fourth quarter, and Chiefs get the ball back. Or sorry, not it, they took the ball out over with a minute left in the third quarter. They are able to march thirteen plays, seventy three yards, take eight minutes off the clock, and it is twenty eight to fourteen. Talk about taking the wind out of your cell. So. Second and 15, after just Melvin Ingram got a holding call, like he, Melvin Ingram was very, very active. This is probably one of his best games. It was the best game since Bulls had been back. Um, he just got a tackle for loss, or he got a tackle for loss. They actually declined it just because it was a holding call. Next play, they are able to make a, a force an incomplete pass. However, Joey Bosa gets a face mask penalty, keeps the drive alive, and then from there – Chiefs are able to march down after a couple couple plays. Oh, they had King on Kelsey a, a few times. I, I wish I knew the exact target numbers, but I mean, 
King has King is very good in a specific role in man to man coverage against Travis Kelsey. That's just not a good matchup for him. Like there is there is a guy on the roster that can take away Kelsey, and that guy is not Desmond King. And like I've I've grown to become a very big fan of King, but man to man coverage against a guy that big, probably not his forte. So that keeps the drive alive, and then the Chiefs are able to end up scoring. And I think they just like a one yard touchdown run. So 28 to 14 probably felt like this one was all she wrote. Uh, Chargers actually bounce back. Then they come back and score with only taking four minutes off the clock. So that was a big deal. Didn't want uh, they took they took over with eight minutes, a little over eight minutes left. You didn't want them to, you know, have one of those slow, methodical drives. So a little four minute offense. That's good stuff by them. Um, again, it feels like every drive that I've talked about, it started out with uh, Tyrell Williams. So he had a 14 yard gain. And when I mentioned that Justin Jackson, um, he beat the linebacker. It looks like the. So they had to see that on the sideline because the very next series, they come out and do the same thing. They just have Jackson run that route the other way. And they're able to, uh, Jackson was able to go 16 yards. So right around, right around the, uh, the yardage that I, that I mentioned before, but uh, we haven't talked about this yet. And that guy, Antonio Gates was pretty damn good. This game, he was, he was open a lot more than he got the ball which I don't feel like that has, has really been the case. He, uh, I don't know, man, it's, it must be the Chiefs. He's just like the Chiefs killer because he's always owned Eric Berry, and he finished the game with four catches and 54 yards, but he could have had a lot more than that. He was just, I think he had a, I want to say he had a penalty, um, or like he forced them to call a penalty on him, but he, man, he was just getting open at every level. Usually he gets open, just like underneath, like on the five, like five between five, seven yards. But this game, man, he was showing out. He uh, he was getting open downfield. They had like they put Sorensen on him, like forty nine their safety. He just had no answer for uh, for Gates. They also put um, the, some of their linebackers. They have some younger linebackers, and he's just uh, I don't know. Like I don't know how to describe how he gets open. But it's it's really frustrating because. Like I'm wondering what is what is he doing? He he's clearly he still has like a little shiftiness, like a little wiggle to him. It's like it helps, but to just to watch like a professional athlete fall for what he does is kind of hilarious. But man, shout out to Gates. He he balled out and he he had some big plays and they really needed him to do so. One was third and two, uh, where I'm sure you've seen the GIF. He basically just like fakes like he's going in, and then they fall for it and he breaks back to the outside. He had a couple first downs on the final drive. And I also want to shout out Rivers on the last two drives. I believe he was 10 of 16 for 126 and just big throw after big throw, man. Some of the throws, the actually the two throws to Travis Benjamin were insane. He's throwing the ball before these guys are like well before these guys have their heads turned. That's like when with a quarterback like this, it's so easy to feel confident that your offense will move the ball down the field. Like I, I've seen, like you guys saw, saw the Jets Saturday uh, on Saturday when they, when they took the ball over, they just had no idea. And that's just like a rookie quarterback, but you see, you see it around the league quite a, quite a bit of times. Um, Brady does it over and over where he, he can drive down the field. Uh, Rivers has shown that 
as the game goes on, man, he's clutch. And the Chiefs fan, <laughs> Chiefs fans, oh boy, they uh they were pretty quick to blame the refs for this one. But I mean, come on, let's let's not act like the refs didn't aid some of the Chiefs' drives as well. It was a terrible game for the refs. Like that can that can happen, but you could all at the same time. Like you, the Chiefs, your team that you root for is the reason that you lost. It had nothing to do with the refs. Um, they were both, they were bad for both sides. What I would say is uh, the refs did not leave Mike Williams one-on-one in the end zone. Um, there's just, I mean, there's, I could go through like 20 plays where you just, you can't blame that on the refs. It's fourth down and your best corner, like the best corner you traded for could not stop the one of the I mean I don't want to talk down on Travis Benjamin because he had a very very good game and came up huge for the team but like your best corner was on the Chargers fourth or fifth receiver and he couldn't stop him like that is not a ref's problem that is a you problem so uh, good on the Chargers for that regard but yeah Mike Williams man came up big 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 had a couple moss drills he man he uh I don't know. There, there was a lot of times he actually could have, he actually could have had another one, but Rivers missed him. So, he, man, he could, uh, he could have ten touchdowns on the year, but that, that feels like it's getting greedy. Either way, they, um, the pass interference at the end of the game, blah, whatever. Still make a play. They didn't, um, and then, then like I mentioned, the coverage bust at the end of the game. You really don't see that too often, where people are where uh, defense is just – they have coverage busts like that on, like, the one-yard line. That's really tough to do. But it happened, and the Chargers were able to prevail. So there, I've seen so many comments from the Chiefs fans, and it's pretty hilarious. One, one, <laughs> one Chiefs fan said that the Chargers are weak for going for two. Like, if that's not the most loser thing that I've ever heard in my life. If you – like, who wants to play for overtime – what logic would the Chargers have to um, like? Why would you give Patrick Mahomes another chance at home to win? What better chance do the Chargers have than being at the two yard line? They've had success for the entire half. The odds that um, the odds that they they just get down there in in that situation are not. Or they're just nowhere near as high as them being in the situation they were. It was a no-brainer, and I love the idea. I love the fact that it it just seemed like it was it was done with conviction. Like, Anthony Lynn was going to go for two, and like you saw with the Broncos on fourth and one, Vance, like that is, that's just the difference between good coaching and confidence in your quarterback and in your offense. So that that's, that's cool, and I hope that we kind of see that aggression from Lynn moving forward because if you remember that, that against the Steelers, that uh, that four, that early fourth and one where they decided to kick a field goal, that that's just not the mentality you you have when you have a, an offense and uh, Philip Rivers, man. So that was that was a hell of a game. It was great to watch on the rewatch. I really wish I could have got there live. So looking, just looking over here uh, again. Shout out to Travis Benjamin, man. He was amazing. Uh, Antonio Gates, even better. Mike Williams, even better. The decision to go for it was everything. 
Somebody said that Tyreek Hill is the best, uh, the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, he had seven touches for 41 yards, and 33 of those came on that corner play where, where a guy just refused to even – I mean, he didn't even go for the ball. So they uh, are pretty sure that decision right there – like in my opinion, and I don't want to sound like a homer, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure I am. And that decision right there locked up the coach of the year for Anthony Lynn. But I also think that drive – had a very big um, a little impact on the MVP, man. If if, uh, if Rivers can stay hot, if Rivers can be hot, and because he has another primetime game against the Ravens, if he can if he can maybe throw for three or four touchdowns and the Chargers can win convincingly, that uh that might do it, man. But what else do we have? We have so Coach of the Year, um, possible MVP, Defensive Rookie of the Year is Derwin James. And he's going to have another chance on prime time. And that matters to voters because I don't know if you guys are into betting, but usually the public just they remember the last thing that they see. So um, if, if Darwin can make a couple plays against the Ravens, I I'm, I'm feel like it's pretty safe to say that he uh, he'll be the defensive rookie of the year. I don't know how this will work, but man, if Mike Williams, if he can finish with 10 touchdowns, what is it? I don't know when a player has won a comeback player of the year for in their second season, but it's uh it's tough to uh it's tough to vote against him. I mean who else would would it be? I don't know. Maybe is it oh does Andrew Luck oh Andrew Luxon win that. Never mind. Scratch that. Um so yeah just getting back to the Chiefs man they've uh uh they they've been talking a lot of stuff and I mean I'd be upset too. They have a worse quarterback. They have a, probably a worse everything. But, yeah, Tyreek Hill, he's not the best receiver in the NFL. Come on, man. That was, a, that was like circling around. Uh, one, of the, one of the good questions that I had was just out of all the playoff teams, like who would you most rather play? So the Chargers have the Ravens coming up. And in my opinion, the Ravens are a great matchup for the Chargers. The Ravens are very, very, very good on defense. I'm talking like one of the, one of the five best units pretty easily in my opinion. And – Lamar, like Lamar has them rolling just as far as a ground game. They're used they're they seem a lot more efficient than they were under Flacco. And they just, I mean, they, they the only time that the only time that they are they're not efficient is when Lamar like will fumble the snap or like he'll he'll fumble the ball. But he he went for over, I believe he went for over a hundred yards on Sunday. Um I wanna say that. Under every start, they've rushed for over 200 yards. Or, or he's had five starts, I think, or four four starts, whatever it may be. The one time they didn't go over for 100 yards, he uh, they went for 100 and um, 190. So, or sorry, 198. So they can run the ball and they can play good defense. They can they have three guys over seven sacks. So with that being said, I do think that their team speed matters, and they're not the swiftest bunch. And on offense, it's really just like the Lamar show, and they have that Gus running back who's pretty solid. He's straight. He's good. Um, but on the perimeter, like they don't have guys that can really hurt you. Uh, Willie Sneed was their top target today. I don't, I'm not sure what's up with Crabtree. I don't know if he's injured or not, but like those are not the guys that, that give Casey Hayward problems or that will give Michael Davis problems. It's usually like the, the uber athletes that give them problems. So out of all the playoff teams right now, the, the team that I'd be most comfortable playing 
is the Ravens. And I think I kind of ruffled some feathers here because I actually said the Patriots next. And it's easy to say, like, that was before the, um, before the fact that they lost. I'm, I'm actually recording this just right as that game just completed. So the Steelers just beat the Patriots. And they only scored 10 points, and they didn't look great. But my, my train of thought here is they just don't have that much firepower. And that might sound stupid with Josh Gordon and Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman. But uh, the, a lot of those guys, it just seems like this year more than ever, the team is inconsistent. And yes, I know that, that that was on the road and Heinz Field is a tough team, a uh, tough spot to play in. But you know who did not lose in, in Heinz Field? You are correct. So the lack of pass rush, like the, the Patriots defense is just not, they're not good. They're not as bad as the Chiefs, but they're honestly not too far behind. They do not get after the passer like the Chiefs do. In my opinion, anyway, it's just we're rushing. I know the their pressure numbers are really good, but we we've uh that's kind of what's what brought that brought that conversation up. Pressure uh pressure just kind of overrated. But after that, I went Texans just because I think you know mobile quarterback Deshaun Watson. He he always keeps the play alive. And Nuke, you guys saw Nuke Saturday night, man. He's something else. Um, and then they have they have speed. They have that Kiki Koti. They have Demarius Thomas and. Whoever their punt returner is, I forget his name off the top of my head, but they have guys that can take take these passes and then turn like these five yard gains into twenty plus gains. And not to mention the running backs. I, I I honestly don't know don't even know if Lamar Miller played, but shoot, he had that. He's had plenty of explosive runs this year. So Texans, just because that pass rush and some of their weapons on offense, I do say they're better than uh, the Texans or the Patriots at this point. And then I say Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are still good. Chiefs still have plenty of good players, but Steelers, Steelers are the team that I'd be most scared of, which is kind of weird to say after the Chargers just came back from them. But man, it goes back to just explosive players. They're going to have James Conner back in the playoffs. They're going to, you know, Big Ben's going to make some plays. He's going to make some boneheaded plays, and he, he's been consistent with that. But I don't know, Juju and Antonio Brown, man, they they scare the life out of me, and there is. I'm not sure there's a player on the Chargers that can really shut those two down. So I just lean with uh, quarterbacks and firepower, and that's why I go Steelers in that sense. So um, I I want to – I really wish that I could uh, just go down the line and just talk shit to all the Chiefs fans because they were giving me a lot of grief, and which is cool, man. I don't care about that at all. It doesn't bother me. But I wish this was live just so I could just call out every one of them because – they were so unbearable. And it was for like 24. It was honestly for like a day straight, just responding to everything. And um, it's just terrible jokes. It seems like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get too graphic, but uh, it was a good win, man. It was a great win. Better than good win. They, the chargers are for real. There's no way around that. Now they have, so first of all, they have more team, they have more victories over, over winning teams than the Chiefs. I'm going off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that that's correct. So thankfully, we don't have to hear that stupid-ass argument anymore of who have they played, who have they beat, because they went into one of the, be- the two, two of the top teams in the NFL on the road, came back and beat them. So if, if that's not going to convince you, man, I don't know what else will. Anthony Lynn, 12-1 and over his last 13. 
20 and six since that four game winning uh, losing streak to open the year. Like he, they, he, they are prepared. It's crazy. Uh, Derwin said something about Philip Rivers the other day where like he loves him so much. He said after the game that he loves him so much and that Phil genuinely cares for like everybody else and like has their back. If you just hear some of the quotes that these guys have about each other, like it's a legit brotherhood. So the we, we really don't talk about the emotional side of football too much, but these guys, man, when when you have like somebody next to you, like you guys know, just like think about your work. Like how much do you enjoy coming to work when you have a job that is that you have somebody where I man, you just like you're cool with them. Like you guys can have like casual conversation as opposed to somebody that's just going to bug the hell out of you and make you want to leave by the time lunch hits. Like there's there's a difference between that. You guys know the difference. So the Chargers are clearly the former. Like they're always celebrating with each other. They're always talking good about each other. Um, there's not there's not much finger pointing. Like you see in the secondary, there's there's a little like after a big play, even after it's an incomplete, they're always talking to each other, but they're never like harping on each other. I think that's really cool, man. But accountability, man. Shout out to Lynn for changing the culture, and we are seeing a completely different team. And I think we are seeing the best team in the AFC. Unfortunately, uh, they still need help. Uh, so hopefully Seattle is able to pull it off next week and, you know, the Chargers are able to win out because, man, that bye would be something else. And it feels like they deserve the bye. But we all, as soon as uh, when they lost to Denver, when the Chargers lost to Denver, that game was always going to come back to Hahnemann. They are definitely kicking themselves for that right now. But, man, uh, 11 and three, there's no, I don't care. You could be the biggest homer you want to, but 11 and three, that was just, I, I don't know. You, I would have said pass what you're smoking, pass what you're drinking. I'll take all of that because, ah, man, you, you would have to have a perfect season to go 11 and three and think about it, man. They've had anything but a perfect season with just the injuries that they've, they've lost some of like their best, honestly, their best players. And they're still able to persevere. I mean, that's a sign of, Good coaching. They still have plenty of good players, but that's a sign of good coaching and just being prepared. So 11 and three, uh, we are going to. So I'm actually going to the game next week, so I won't be able to get on live, but I'm going to record. I'll try to I'll try to get somewhere after the game. Hopefully I can find uh, find some quiet space. I might just mess around and uh, uh, skip that until the next morning. We'll see, man. Either way, I think next week's going to be a fun game. I do think the Chargers are going to win. Uh, the look ahead line was like five uh, charge were five point favorites. So well, let's do it, man. It's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Clinch the playoffs 11 and three beat the chiefs finally. So I stop after hearing those stupid jokes. Jesus, those got old. And I think, uh, I think it's pretty clear that the charge are the real deal. So we will touch base this time next week, fellas. Thanks for listening. Go team. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. 
and we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.